When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by Air Van Moving, the official mover of Husky Athletics and your next move. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Go Huskies podcast is presented by UW Medicine. Husky athletes get the very best care at UW Medicine. And it's the same expert care that everybody can get at over 270 clinics throughout the region. UW Medicine, a higher degree of health care. The following is a presentation of Learfield IMG College. It's time for the Chris Peterson Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Chris Peterson Show is brought to you by Star Rentals, preferred supplier to the West's best contractors. Now, along with Coach Pete, here's the voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. Welcome to the Chris Peterson Show. This week, the Washington Huskies at 1-1 one one, return to non-conference play at home against the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors, who come in at 2-0 on this season. But as I caught up with Coach Pete earlier this week, we started off by talking about the crazy game on Saturday night at home against Cal, a loss for the Huskies 20-19 that occurred after a two-hour and 39-minute weather delay. Coach Pete, um, coming off a, a game against Cal that had to be one of the strangest football experiences of your entire career, certainly was one of the strangest of mine. Uh, I've, I've got a little bit of background in the Midwest where delays, weather things, happens a little bit more often. But yet for that combined with a night game and you're running up against a, a, a ticking clock where you need to get this thing played or make other decisions, uh, it just had to be totally bizarre to be part of. You know, I always, I've seen these delays go on throughout my career, different parts of the country. Um, you know, I watched Boise State last year in their bowl game get the bowl game canceled. And I just always thought, how miserable. I just hope I'm never a part of that <laughs> because I'm a guy and I was like this as a player. I can't stand warm-ups. I, I, I mean, I just we just want to go play. I always just wanted to go play. It should take five minutes and let's go play. To yeah. me, it's all misery. <laughs> so you couple that with that delay. Um, it, it, you know, that's not ideal. But now, you know, I'll, I'll say this. Like, the kids were good. Mm-hmm. I mean, better than I would have been as a player. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just kind of relaxed and hung out and just waited. And, they, you know, we kept their mind in it that they were going were gonna to play this game. And it got close to not being played. But they never thought that. And once, and once we decided to go for the second time, it, it did not feel like, wow, this is midnight and 
this is such a disadvantage to everybody. Just felt like we're playing another game. Yeah. What really changed was I, I thought Mike McCready, the national anthem, the energy in the building it was seventy thousand. It was amazing. And then uh, you come back out, and there's about ten thousand people there. It's just different. So. <laughs> That was the first thing, kind of running out there. Um, I never even know who's pregame, if there's, you know, jets flying over, who's singing the national. I didn't even know that. Um, So you just go out to play, and you just feel the energy of the stadium. And it was awesome. I'm thinking, oh, this is is good. You know, without the students here, I'm thinking, this is good. This crowd is going to be into this deal. And they were, and then we get to delay. And then I will say, so I, I thank those people for, for being here. Mm-hmm. And then I, you know, I understand it, those that left. I really 100%. Do. You know, yeah. I do. And the crazies that stayed, you are awesome. I mean, that that was, they were loud. They were. It was, a, it still made a difference. I mean, the noise was really, really good. Yeah. So the fans were spectacular. They really were on a, on a weird night. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, Cal played better than us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a, a tough team came in here. They got a great defense. So let's start with, with how our offense fared on that side of the ball. Um, opening drive, uh, of, of the ball game before the delay, Jacob Beeson almost runs for first down, gives himself up a tad early. Uh, I know you don't want your quarterback taking vicious shots, but I feel like every time a quarterback slides, it always surprises me how far back they mark it. And he slid well past the first down marker, but he gave himself up a yard right. shy. Right. Uh, how do you coach that? He knew it right when he came off. I'm standing there and, you know, I'm looking and he's like, yeah, I, I know, I know, I got to, you know, because you don't want your quarterback to take shots, but there's certain times you got to put your pads down and, and dive. And, you know, I worry sometimes more about those guys in the pocket taking shots than I do when they're running and diving for type of, you know, those mm-hmm. type of things, as long as they're very aggressive in their mindset. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes I've seen quarterbacks get hurt, you know, running towards the sideline when they don't run and Sprint out of bounds because those guys are trying to hit him on the sidelines or they're pulling him down. In fact, I think the last when he got hurt back in Georgia, it was on the sideline getting pulled down, something like that. Kind of jogging out of bounds. Yeah, maybe. he takes something off it. I remember back in the day when I mean that's there's all these little lessons that I've learned in football along the way. Some as a player that have never left me, and I was a scrambling quarterback back in the day, and I would run to the sideline and I would kind of slow down. And I would get penalties because guys would take shots. And sometimes I wouldn't. And my coach was like, who was an awesome, unbelievable, legendary coach, Jim Soaker. And he just looked at me, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting penalties. And he's like, (laughs) no, you're not. Get out of bounds. If you're going there, that's when you're really going to get hurt. And so there's a time and a place. And, you know, I think think old Jacob learned from that one. Yeah. Um, You you did a a little bit of a – it wasn't a jet sweep. It was kind of an end around for Andre Bocelli. Uh, It's the seventh time in his career he's taken one of those. He's got 95 rushing yards. Like, he has some speed when he comes around the edge – Typically, that's a first down play right there. Yeah, it was a good little end around. I'd like to see us get in the end zone. I'm not looking to see us get on the – and, you know, they rallied and Cal did a good job. And then I think we ended up kicking a field goal mm-hmm. out of that one. Yeah. And that's that's painful. That's a whole other discussion here. But, um, you know, it's being able to score from a ways out and make guys miss and you're in space and not get tackled so early. And, you know, I'm not saying that about, about Andre. He is. He's really good with those things. I'm just talking in general, like mm-hmm. offensive football. Like, we have to get more explosive from further out. So it's not all this tight, you know, goal line, red zone type football, you know, tight red zone mm-hmm. football. That That's hard sledding in there. Yeah. Well, you know, to flip the script, Cal ran 56 plays in the game. And I think they got half their yardage on six of those plays. They had some explosive plays, including one of the touchdowns. I mean, that <laughs> that is what we talk about all the time to our offense, to our defense. You can play really stellar defense and five plays it doesn't look right and it's just not good enough. Depending on the time of the game, you have to swell up and make a play in a two-minute offense or there's five explosive type plays. And so that's that's just a lesson learned with some young guys that we have out there or some guys that are still gaining experience. 
Likewise, flip the script. You can have a miserable night, and I've had some of these on offense, Mm -hmm. and scored 35 points on hitting about seven decent plays, and the rest was just like, what are we doing? And so that's the beauty of maybe an offense. You have to keep swinging. You have to keep the faith, and you cannot lose focus for a second on defense, or it can come back to bite you. Yeah. Um, uh, Chico McClatcher was was another one of those guys. You love to get Chico the ball in space. I I thought it was interesting and and creative. We kind of used him as a fourth running back at times. He had some carries that were straight-up handoffs out of the backfield. Um, Is is that a new little wrinkle? Well – We've done that back earlier in his career. We've put him back there and handed him the ball because, like I said, when we got him here, he was primarily a running back. In high school. But we wanted to use him primarily as a receiver. But he could do some things. And we thought all along, hey, if we ever had some problems depth-wise at running back, we can put him back there. So he can do those things. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's kind of a curveball hitter. We'd like to use him in creative ways if we can. We'll have more with Tony and Coach Pete right after this. Magic Toyota in Edmonds has been an enthusiastic supporter of UW Athletics and building the future together. That's why Magic Toyota is the proud sponsor of UW's Pups and Parents program. Nothing is more satisfying than seeing past and current Huskies introducing future Huskies to the university through athletics. Plus, spending fun, quality time together. Brought to you by Magic Toyota, proud sponsor of UW Athletics. See our brand new, state-of-the-art Magic Toyota store right on Highway 99 in Edmonds and always online at magictoyota.com. Go dogs! Bob Kendall, president of Star Rentals. A big reason our family-owned business has been around since 1900 is the principle of empowering our people to do what they think is in the best interest of the customer. After all, this is a relationship business, and that's a constant that hasn't changed over time. Star Rentals, the preferred supplier to the West's best contractors. Empowering our employees to bring value to our customers. We think that's a relationship that will work for your business. Find out how at StarRentals.com. The Chris Peterson Show continues in 60 seconds on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Now you can bow down and drink up at Red Hook Brew Lab, located in the heart of Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. Proudly partnered with the Washington Huskies, Red Hook has created their very own small batch IPA, Purple Rain, specially brewed for the home team and available on tap all season long. Catch the Husky spirit by catching a game at Red Hook Brew Lab. The biggest schools. Touchdown, Penn State. Alabama. Oklahoma. Ohio State will win. The big, big, biggest games. Kick is good. The Longhorns lead it. Intercepted at the goal line. The dogs have picked it up. Reliving the weekend on the gridiron. It's the college football rewind. Throws over the middle. Pass broken up. And the Huskies are going to win. The Gators get a quick set. Download on Sunday mornings on Apple Podcasts. This place, it's an inside asylum. Search college sports now. Welcome back to the Chris Peterson Show. Along with Coach Pete, here's Tony Castricone. You went for it on fourth down a handful of times. I know you said at your press conference on Monday that you thought about going for it more often on some of the times that you settled for field goals, but you still went four times, which is higher than average, and you go three for four on fourth down. Yeah, we needed to go four for four, you know. But um, because when you're going for it on fourth down, the percentage needs to be the goal is 100%. Um, And so that's how you think about fourth downs. And third downs, we kind of break them down accordingly in terms of you being the stat guy, you know, me not. I just want first downs and touchdowns. Uh But um, we did. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times the percentages will tell you that you probably should go for it. And... I think there's some real creative things that are being looked at in football statistics-wise, analytics-wise, that would go contrary to maybe some old-school thinking of take the points. You don't take the points, there's going to be a lot of arrows coming your way when you don't get them, but that doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah, 100%. When you're faced with one of those binary choices and it's going to be either this or that, you you still percentage-wise could go the right way and and it doesn't end up working out. But one of those is 4th and 11. You're down by a point. And 
I'm not sure, but before the timeout, I think you were considering going for it. Then you bring on Peyton Henry after the timeout. He goes for 49 yards and he drills it. <laughs> um, you are correct. My whole thing is, is I, you know, you, you're, um, you just want to put your kids in the best chance to be successful. Like Peyton has a strong leg. That has never been the issue. And so, you know, what is his legitimate range in terms of like we got a long season and building confidence and all those type of things. And so I was really thinking about him. I knew he would get it there. And there was a little bit of breeze to his back. So I'm like, that is not going to be an issue. But again, he hasn't tried anything like that in a game. And this is, again, here we are, pressure situation. It's not yeah. like the second quarter. So I was really thinking hard about that. What we, tipped the skills for you? You know, it was one of our coaches, you know, when Coach Gregor and those guys were like, he can get this. And when I heard that, I'm like, I know he can because I've seen him do it in practice. And that's really what we needed to, you know, you're, again, you're kind of weighing the percentages. And again, some of this analytics will tell you it's like your percentage of making. And they take your field goal kicker into account, like what he's made, what he does, his leg strength, who you're playing, all those things. But, you know, the average college kicker, you know, in terms of general looking, is going to make three of four, three of four. You know, it's whatever that is. What is that? 75 percent. Um and so you know, so they're gonna make they're gonna miss one out of like that. That's the percentages in the big picture. But you know, sometimes this stuff is a gut feel too. Like you you can know what the odds are and all that kind of stuff, and whether we should go for it on fourth or not go for it. And sometimes there's gonna be that intuition of just maybe feeling your team a little bit. Uh, another interesting moment in the game on offense: Jacob Eason loses his helmet and then has to come out of the game for a play. Yeah, um, That's such a tricky thing because then you think to yourself, do, okay, do we want to run a wildcat? Do we want to put the backup quarterback in? You know, there, there's all these – there's infinite options, right? Yep. What's the right thing to do for one snap? Uh, you guys put Jacob Sermon in. It looked like Cal kind of dialed up something to, to get after him. What what was going on in that No, that, that was very easy. Um, we could call a timeout. I didn't mm-hmm. want to burn a timeout there right. for sure. Um and, and, and Jacob Sermon's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. That we didn't block the play correctly. They dialed up. We we had a bad play for what they brought on us. So there was no concern of putting Sermon. Sure. I mean, I think he can go out and operate. I really do. I felt bad for him that you know it looks like you put the backup in and you go backwards because right. it, it wasn't him. You know, he had no chance to operate. <laughs> no chance. No, he didn't. And yeah. he was doing the right thing. It was an RPO, and it was you know they dialed us up and. They got us on that. It had nothing to do with our quarterback, which quarterback was in there. It would have looked the same if if Eason was in there with us calling that play and they called that blitz. Mm -hmm. Um, One play that I think – well, you tell me what happened on Savan Ahmed's 21-yard touchdown run. The way I kind of called it was it was an eye formation, and it looked like a counter because he, he took a step left and then cut right, and there was all sorts of green grass. Damon said he thought maybe that was a busted play and some um, some uh, nice intuition by Savon to to uh, be creative. What 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 happened on that play? So um, Cal overplayed it dramatically and created big space backside, and that's a little bit of the vision that we've been talking about with Savon that we were hoping and liking to see, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. So it was designed to go more front side. But we were also in an unbalanced formation, and they had played it hard and overloaded it, and there was a huge crease backside. And those, mm-hmm. it was just your basic power play. I mean, and those things can go backside if they overplay it. And he saw it, and it was awesome. Yeah, I think Evan Weaver tripped over somebody's leg, and then the next thing you know, I mean, the, the right. sea had parted. That's right. And Savon had all yeah. day. Yeah. And so there were, you know, that's exactly right. Was it blocked exactly? Was everybody blocking it exactly how they should? No. Um, but he didn't make the play, and Savon made another play, I think, later in the game. Um, it was on a draw play, and they timed us, and he sidestepped them, and it shouldn't have good, been a good play, but it was. Mm-hmm. And we always tell our guys this. We cannot coach you if you don't do what we tell you to do. And we cannot coach you if you only do what we tell you to do. We put them in, you know, structure, and this is what it should look like. And we've repped these things hundreds of times. 
and then your instincts have to take over. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's football right there. Guys got to make plays. I can't tell you how many plays have made on either side of the ball where it's like that's not a that's that's called good good football players out there making plays. Coming up, our player of the week right after this. This Husky tailgating moment is brought to you by Waterbrook Winery, proud partner of Husky Athletics. For this week's matchup against the Rainbow Warriors, savvy tailgaters know to pair Waterbrook Syrah with a crowd-pleasing meal. Much like football, a successful tailgating game plan is all about strategy and execution. Your mealtime roster scores big points with Waterbrook Syrah backing it up. Waterbrook Winery, Vintage Walla Walla, award-winning wines representing the best of the Columbia Valley. Visit us at waterbrook.com and go Huskies! Make sure to stay updated on all the action. All the time. Jams it home. With content from all seven Pac-12 Network's channels on Pac-12 Now, where you can access live events. Just a moonshot. And original programming on demand with the ability to customize the teams you want to follow and the content you want to see wherever you are and whenever you want it. All the teams and all the access. All with Pac-12 Now. More from Tony and Coach Pete in a moment. But first, these messages from your local station. Hey, I'm Kirk Herbstreet, and I watch college football like it's my job. It is your job. I know, but sometimes I like to get out of the booth and chill. Here, have a Coors Light. Thanks. So, where was I? You're on my couch. In my spot. Oh, is this your spot? It's a nice spot. Great view. Grab some Coors Light for every game day. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. At Boeing, we support events that bring us closer, make our communities better places to live and work, and help us build a sound future together. That's why we are proud to be the title sponsor of the Boeing Apple Cup Series. When we celebrate this long-standing rivalry, we celebrate Washington's spirit, and that's something we can all get behind. The Boeing Apple Cup Series, here for the rivalry, here for the tradition. Welcome back to the Chris Peterson Show. Here's Tony Castricone. Benning Potuai, uh, a senior now for the Washington Huskies. Is it hard to believe you're you're now in your final year in the purple and gold? Yeah, I mean, time flies, so yeah, it's it's crazy that it's here already. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about what this offseason was like for you. You put on, I, I think, a good 20 pounds, yeah. and uh, that's... That's a lot of extra weight to carry around, but it has helped you move inside on the defensive line and yeah. be a lot more explosive player. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> it was a lot of work with Saha and his staff, just really becoming more explosive, more stronger, and like you said, putting on good weight, mm-hmm. losing the bad weight, and uh, just being able to carry it. Uh, definitely, definitely, I feel better. Uh, I know it sounds crazy because I put on weight, and it would seem that I'd be slower, uh, less quicker, but. Uh, I feel good. Uh, I feel I feel better on the inside. Just being able to move with this weight, uh, moving at the speed that you know I am. That just it feels good. And, you know the workouts that we did, whether it was on the field or in the weight room, in the off season really helped transfer over to football and you know what I do. Yeah. What What are some of the most crucial workouts that that helped you gain the muscle you needed in order to maintain that size and speed? Um, a lot of a lot of it had to do with core. Uh, or front squats, um, Olympic lifts, hand clean, power clean, snatches, just really building that, um, I guess, explosiveness, really just coming out from the ground, uh, just really help help my body, help my body just, I guess, stay, stay, get more solid than it was, uh, putting on good weight, like I said, just adding more muscle. It wasn't so much just eating everything I saw. Sure. And, uh, it was just uh, being able to, you know, add – add weight in certain places where you know whether it's my legs being able to explode out my arms being able to you know strike you know more violently but uh it was it was a good offseason so. what, what's the biggest difference for you now that you're kind of launching up at interior linemen than you are trying to attack the edges like before really just getting used to 
having guys coming from all sorts of different directions. You know, being outside linebacker, you were on one side, so you were receiving more guys from, you know, you were able to see everything you were you were getting, but in the middle, you're getting guys from the left, right, straight ahead. So just being able to be violent, cause havoc, and just be really nasty in the middle, not really thinking, just playing ball. Yeah. You've got um, a, a nice line mate uh, down low, a, a couple of veteran line mates down low in Levi Unzurike yeah. and Josiah Bronson. Yeah. Um, how have you seen their development at, into these now leaders that they are yep. as uh, opposed to being young guys in the past? I mean, they're, they're doing a great job. I mean, obviously, of stepping up and taking a role. I mean, they're, they're both monsters. Uh, they do a great job of penetrating uh getting to the backfield, causing havoc, just making a big mess. I mean, it's, Levi being my roommate, we talk about this all the time. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it's his game. He's just he's just a violent person. He's very aggressive <laughs> uh, in everything he does. It does. He doesn't have to be playing football to impose. He's just that's just how he carries himself. Josiah, he's very technical. Uh, he does a good job of taking coaching and really putting it into his game and really transferring it over to game day. So, see, I heard Levi was a jokester. Yeah, I, no, he is a jokester, but uh, very aggressive with his jokes. <laughs> very aggressive with his jokes. He's he's a very physical guy. He likes to put his he likes hands on. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of like fake sleeper holds and sleeper stuff like holds, that. Punching, uh, <laughs> shoving. Yeah, he he's the guy that really like gets on the freshman. He does the you know uh, the fake hazing so yeah uh speaking of freshmen Tuli Latuli Nasanoa had his first career sack yes, over sir. the weekend yes, I, I think he's looked uh really good here in the first couple of games yeah. what, what do you notice about him um I mean when he first got here uh I took him in I just looked at him like a like a little brother uh just really seeing how he grew mentally uh physically he I feel like he's he's had it since he stepped foot in here but mentally he was able to Take coaching. He's a very smart kid. He uh he listens. He he all he has to hear is it. He he only needs to hear it once, and uh, he he takes it into his game. He's able to either work off of it, put it into his style, and he's very strong, big guy, big body. So he's able to move his feet. He's doing a good job of of really getting on and stepping up to fill the roles that we need. I know he and the other freshman Taki Taimani. They're yes. called the twins, right? Yes. You got you got Tuli and Taki. Even when uh, it was that raise the wolf thing we did the Saturday before the first game, <laughs> they introduced each other. I, I, I just think like that yeah. twins thing is is really taking on a life of its own. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely those those two are. I mean, it's it's very funny that you know we call them the duo, so they do a good job of really just. Uh, making their presence be known. Well, so. they're the future of the defensive line for the yeah. Huskies. I, I think yeah. um, Taki is a guy that is really fleet-footed for his size. Yes. He's put on 150 pounds in the yes. last five years, and he's still pretty quick. You know? No, very. Yeah, he's good on his feet and moves fast, very fast for his size. So, well, what um, what sort of approach are you taking now as a senior? Is it different than the approach that you've taken into seasons in years past? Yes, I mean. Uh, you definitely just have to set an example. Uh, being the older guy, uh, taking that role, just really, uh, really producing and really feeling the need to, you know, show show the younger guys how it's done, and uh, so they see, you know, see older guys do it. You know, they're able to take it into their day to day life, and uh, I feel like I feel like I'd, I'd be wrong if I didn't take that role. So just going into the season, it, it feels good. It feels a lot better to. I guess have have more guys to lead, have mm. more guys to. It's be a an deep example. room, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, congratulations on being the Pac-12 Defensive Lineman of the Week in Week One. You, you got Thank a couple you. of sacks in the opener, and that had to feel good to get after the quarterback. Didn't yes, it? definitely. W- what did you see on those plays? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> the the linebackers, the the other D line. I mean, everybody was doing a good job. The DBs were covering, giving me time. Everybody was doing a good job of hitting their gaps, penetrating and uh giving me room to maneuver around and get to the quarterback. Quarterback held the ball for, you know, as long as he did, and I got to him in time, so it felt good, really good. All right, school's going to start in a, in a week or two. I think you're an AES major, right? Yes. All right, you yes. uh getting close to graduating? Yes, yes. Well, uh after or this fall, so this fall yes all right so basically just get through these classes and then you get that piece of paper don't you done yes all right benning congratulations uh looking forward to watching you continue to develop in this year's senior year and and thanks for the time today thank you so much coming up our assistant coach of the week right after this 
Husky fans, show us how you Husky this football season with gear from University Bookstore, the authentic Husky retailer and the only store that supports the UW community. For the best selection of new Adidas, trending styles and accessories, tailgating gear and more, shop online at ubookstore.com, stop into the Av Store on University Way, or visit us on game day at our Rainier Vista pop-up shop near Husky Stadium. University Bookstore, hashtag how I Husky, hashtag be Husky everywhere. At Bale Breaker Brewing, we've always been proud supporters of UW Athletics, since we paid tuition there. We're also proud supporters of drinking deliciously freshly brewed local craft beer on game day, which is why we're now pouring our Northwestern brand of family-farmed heavenly hoppiness at every Husky game this year. So come raise a glass to Husky football on game day, or drop by the brewery and raise one with us on all those other days. Bale Breaker Brewing, fresh off the farm. Go dogs. From Seattle to Spokane and everywhere in between, this is the Washington Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Magic Toyota and Edmonds has been an enthusiastic supporter of UW Athletics and building the future together. That's why Magic Toyota is the proud sponsor of UW's Pups and Parents program. Nothing is more satisfying than seeing past and current Huskies introducing future Huskies to the university through athletics. Plus, spending fun, quality time together. Brought to you by Magic Toyota, proud sponsor of UW Athletics. See our brand new state-of-the-art Magic Toyota store right on Highway 99 in Edmonds and always online at magictoyota.com. Go dogs! Bob Kendall, president of Star Rentals. A big reason our family-owned business has been around since 1900 is the principle of empowering our people to do what they think is in the best interest of the customer. After all, this is a relationship business, and that's a constant that hasn't changed over time. Star Rentals, the preferred supplier to the West's best contractors. Empowering our employees to bring value to our customers. We think that's a relationship that will work for your business. Find out how at StarRentals.com. Welcome back to the Chris Peterson Show. Here's Tony Kastrikon. A Keiko Malloy, defensive line coach for the Huskies. Um, I always love the energy you bring, especially when we do these things on stage. <laughs> I remember it raised the wolf this year, the week before the first Husky game against Eastern Washington. You grab up, you run up there, grab the mic, and just play to the crowd. The crowd loves to listen to you talk, man. You bring such great energy. Well, I think that this place brings great energy, you know, and I yeah. wanted to make sure I could match uh, the excitement of the crowd and and what they kind of expected from us and you know I want them to know that you know we we expect the same from ourselves you know we always want to play with energy with passion uh, I think that's what I can bring to the table and understanding a little bit of history uh, of Husky football you know I want to make sure we're maintaining that excitement yeah tell me a little bit about um, what this game this weekend against Hawaii means to you this is where you're from yeah. and you've been on that staff before in yep. the past as well although yeah. of course your your piece of paper comes yeah. from the UW <laughs> no it, this is a huge game for us in terms of the program uh, this is a special game uh, for me in, in terms of just my heart and what it means to be from the state of Hawaii uh, whether I'm myself or, or anybody else from the state of Hawaii, we always try to do our best to represent the 808 as, as best we can. And now I have an opportunity to play against the, the home team, you know, the team that actually represents the state mm-hmm. currently. Uh, the people on that staff are good friends of mine that, that we actually hang out during the summer. So, you know, come Saturday, we'll all put our differences aside. And, and uh, you know, I, I, am, I bleed purple and gold for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's also... Uh, something special for me to play against or at least coach against uh, the team that I, I look forward to seeing every weekend. You know, I'm so proud of what they do for that community, especially with the, the polit- politics that are going on, you know, out of Mauna Kea. You know, that team kind of keeps them together. Mm. You know, so them traveling here, I hope they ex- enjoy their experience. Uh, but but make, <laughs> make no mistake about it. Come Saturday, uh, I am all about the purple and gold. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, you know Nick Rulovich well. Yeah. Um, what's he like? He's awesome. You know, that guy is so great for that island. You know, when I worked on the staff on the Greg McMack and Rollo and I were actually roommates uh, on the road and stuff. And, you know, we'll do a lot of X's and O's and, and just talk about life. And he has a, a unique perspective on life. You know, he's all about helping others. You know, he has a really big heart. And like I said, he's a great fit for that community. You know, the state of Hawaii, 
you know, everything is about the Allah spirit. Mm-hmm. And that, that spirit is about giving and loving one another. Uh, I think they, I think I, I want to say it's uh, play warrior, you know, live Aloha, play warrior mm-hmm. is, is the slogan that he uses there. And he actually lives by what he, what he believes in, you know, and that's him, you know, he, he'll do it in different, different and unique ways. But ultimately, he's always doing things for other people, and and my family loves that family. You know, we we try to get together as much as we can. You know, since he's been a head coach, it's a little bit harder. But mm-hmm. you know, we we always talk on the phone from time to time. Yeah, for those that don't know, Nick Rolovich is the head coach of the University of Hawaii, and and he and Akaika go way back. But you don't just have ties with the folks there; you recruit that island mm-hmm. very prominently mm-hmm. as well. And uh, we've we've seen some uh, several of these Husky players. Right. Uh, on this year's team in 2019 come from the island yeah you know we're making a big push there and even though they're from the state and that that holds true for me that you know i am biased towards recruiting hawaii but (laughs) we also we also have a formula of what fits for our program and what makes us go and and uh, i think we've been lucky we've been lucky to find enough people out in the state of hawaii that that are great football players that also happen to be great people uh, and they fit what we are about in terms of our our program and what Coach Peterson is about. So, you know, back when I played here, we had a huge pipeline, and, and hopefully now that we're, we're I'm back again, hopefully we can kind of continue that pipeline and, and keep uh, growing stronger. I know one of the things that was a big emphasis for the defense in this offseason was trying to get after the quarterback a little bit more. Yeah. And through the first two games, seven sacks, yeah. four of them have come from your unit on the defensive line. Yeah, yeah, we're doing a better job trying to emphasize that in terms of uh, just the front seven, Coach K and myself. But you know, ultimately, we have to lean on our defensive backs, especially this week. You know, those guys are, are covering their tails, tails off and buying us four, five, and sometimes six seconds to get to the quarterback. And as long as we can, we can work our fundamentals this weekend. Hopefully, we can add on to that number. I mean, we have a philosophy and in terms of trying to get towards the quarterback and the mentality of how we go about doing it. Uh, but ultimately, as our defense goes, you know, it's it's both the front and the back end. You know, those guys trying to cover their tails off and, and us doing our part trying to get to that quarterback. Considering that Hawaii quarterback Cole McDonald gets mm-hmm. rid of the ball so quickly, does that put an added emphasis on trying to get your hands up to just try to deflect balls and get in passing lanes this week? Absolutely. You know, whether we're trying to squeeze the pocket and get our hands and trying to match hands and tip balls, or we're, we're just trying to be as distractive as possible to maybe take his eyes off from the secondary down to us. But he poses a, a huge challenge, and, and let alone the front that they have. You know, their offensive line coach and I work together at Utah State, so I know Coach Weber pretty well and how much pride he takes in protecting that quarterback. So we have a really big challenge in terms of the one-on-one battles, in terms of the scheme and, and how fast this guy can deliver the ball. Uh, it's a very unorthodox offense, man. So it'll be it'll be a challenge as well as fun come Saturday. Yeah, tell me about some of your guys. I mean, you've got guys that are stepping into new leadership roles mm-hmm. with the likes of Josiah Bronson, Levi Onzerike, and then you got some youngsters that yeah. have really stepped up big time. Yeah, you know, so you, you already mentioned Benning as a leader. As yeah, well. Josiah Benning and Levi, those guys are, have have done a great job leading our crew. Uh, but I also think the younger guys, you know, you got Taki and Tuli, my twins, we call them the twins. <laughs> you know, those guys, I mean, if you just got to find one, you always see the other, you're yep. always together. But those guys have started to grow into themselves. They're gaining confidence uh, each week. They're actually teaching our true fresh, freshmen uh, the playbook. And, and then you got um, the true freshmen, the incoming freshmen, as well as, well as the redshirt freshmen with Draco Bynal. Uh, those guys uh, take a lot of pride in in how to get on the field. You know, they want to make sure that they're not a weakling, that they know the package. So they stay after late on the meetings and they do their own walkthroughs, sometimes with me, sometimes with the older guys, just so that if they get on the field, um, they're not missing a beat. You know, we always talk about the next man up and, and carrying the flag. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Levi, to me, um, you know, I, I expect a lot of big things out of him, you know, just as much as everybody else does for, for the thing that he's done in the past. But he's been with the guys that played before, you know, and those guys I think have taught him well. And now he's in a in a leadership role that he has to lead not only by example, um, but he needs to lead by teaching, by passing on. You know, the guy that you just got off the radio with, with Benning, mm-hmm. he's another one. This is his last shot, Josiah Bronson. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as they're trying to continue the legacy, they need to leave their own, which for us, you know, from Husky football, from traditions passed on from when I was playing to now, it hasn't changed. You know, those guys – 
um, part of their responsibility is to pass on what it means to be a Husky, to pass on what it means to carry yourself on and off the field, and more importantly, between the the white lines, you know, in terms of uh, – our our effort you know that's something that we hang our hat on in mm-hmm. terms of trying to get to the ball with relentless effort yeah absolutely Kaika Malloy thank you very much for the time really appreciate it good to catch up with you again appreciate it big dog thank you so much Tony we'll have more with Tony and Coach Pete right after this at Boeing we support events that bring us closer make our communities better places to live and work and help us build a sound future together That's why we are proud to be the title sponsor of the Boeing Apple Cup Series. When we celebrate this long-standing rivalry, we celebrate Washington's spirit, and that's something we can all get behind. The Boeing Apple Cup Series, here for the rivalry, here for the tradition. Now you can bow down and drink up at Red Hook Brew Lab, located in the heart of Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. Proudly partnered with the Washington Huskies, Red Hook has created their very own small batch IPA, Purple Rain, specially brewed for the home team and available on tap all season long. Catch the Husky spirit by catching a game at Red Hook Brew Lab. The Chris Peterson Show continues in 60 seconds on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. This Husky tailgating moment is brought to you by Waterbrook Winery, proud partner of Husky Athletics. For this week's matchup against the Rainbow Warriors, savvy tailgaters know to pair Waterbrook Syrah with a crowd-pleasing meal. Much like football, a successful tailgating game plan is all about strategy and execution. Your mealtime roster scores big points with Waterbrook Syrah backing it up. Waterbrook Winery, vintage Walla Walla, award-winning wines representing the best of the Columbia Valley. Visit us at waterbrook.com and go Huskies. From the opening kick. The 90th meeting between Notre Dame and USC. Ball is in the air. To the post-game pressers. It's just an incredible football game and both teams have never been anything like it. We've got you covered from around the nation. This is the College Football Rewind. The Aggies win in overtime! Download on Sunday mornings on Apple Podcasts. Touchdown, Virginia Tech Hokies. Search college sports now. Welcome back to the Chris Peterson Show. Along with Coach Pete, here's Tony Castricone. Jacob Eason, you, you talked a little bit about his interception earlier this week in the Monday press conference. What about the fumble? It looked like he got hit from behind and, and kind of never saw it coming. What was your take on the play on that turnover? That, a little bit of that. I mean, you can scramble around there and run around like that. You know, there's there's guys hunting for you, and we got to have way better ball security than that. You're going to take off scrambling, that ball better come high and tight to your numbers, and or that ball's going to be coughed up, you know. Knock on wood, you know, those backs have been doing a nice job with ball security and all those type of things. And, uh, you know, that's something we we work tirelessly on. But the quarterback has to do that if he's going to take off running for sure. He's probably the first guy that's going to fumble because he doesn't work on it, you know, half the practice like our backs do every day. And we know that, you know, there's there's going to be some of that. But that's stuff that we got to get cleaned up. Interceptions, we need to keep them on the low end. But that's going to be part of the game as much as we throw the ball. And totally. then our defense has to rally. And our defense did on both those occasions. Mm-hmm. They stepped up and they got no points. Yeah, I thought that was that was critical to keeping in the ball game that the two turnovers resulted in zero points. But uh, I will say this about that. You know, you can't say, okay, those turnovers are okay. I mean, we turned the ball over on first down. So who knows what would have happened with that series, right? I great mean, we, field position on the interception, oh, too. We had yeah. great field position and all those. So those turnovers, when you're playing evenly matched teams, you know, are, are the great difference makers. I think when you're playing teams that aren't evenly matched, it can be the great equalizer. And I th- so you can shrug it off like we're good, and we never think we're good. No, we I, that. yeah, I 100% yeah. agree with that. Uh, and you talked about early in the season when you're still – kind of fresh in practice and everything tackling turnover special teams the three big keys 
I, I really thought you won the special teams battle. I, I thought you did a, a great job in all facets of that game. We'll get into that a little later on. But but tackling and turnovers, maybe that's where Cal had the slight edge is going two for three there. Totally agree with that. You know, I, th- I think when you're talking about those plays, um, you know, there's – we were a little a little bit sloppy on our tackling. Um, some of the plays that were made, some of those five plays, it wasn't all tackling. It was guys being a little too aggressive, overrunning some things. You know, they made a nice play on on a deep ball, but it it, it was more of being a, like running by things. Now that's part of tackling, mm-hmm. knowing where your leverage and your help is, and all those things. But in terms of just missing tackles, um, you know, it was a little sloppy. Um, I've, I've, our teams have been worse before. It was more of like being overly aggressive, trying to make a play too hard rather than just do your job and counting on your teammate to do his job and we make the play together. Tell me a little bit about your inside linebackers. I thought Brandon Wellington was flying around making plays and uh, you know it seems like we're bringing him on some blitzes that he's had some success. One time got unobstructed to the quarterback. And then Kyler Manu had a couple of really big thumps. It looks like he's a hard hitter out there, too. Yeah, I think you got them both right. You know, Brandon's very athletic and can run, and so that's part of his game, slipping blocks and running things down. And, uh, you know, Kyler's more that, you know, quote, Mike linebacker <laughs> of the old day. I mean, this game, the game is so much a game of space and speed. So we don't think of him like if you can't run and chase things down and all that, you're going to struggle in this game. But he is a physical player, and he's his game is in between the tackles. That's where his strength is. And uh, I thought he did play at a high level. Um, a couple of your quarterback sacks on Garbers, uh, regardless of who gets the credit with the, the sack statistically, I thought you had some times and some plays where you had overwhelming pressure on the quarterback, and I think that's always a good thing to see. It is. I mean – Like you get them surrounded. Yeah, and they feel that, you know. And if you can hit him and get to him a little bit, it can even affect plays down the road. Um like I said, I mean, there was a lot of good – I said this earlier in the week, there was a lot of good football played. It's just painful when you don't finish, when you can't finish the game and, and you lose the game and you kind of throw all that – you know, it's just – you feel like you're talking to talk because at the end of the day, day, it's all about the scoreboard. But as coaches, you know, we, we try not to overreact one way or another. And it's like what was good and what do we need to fix? And, you know, there was some good stuff out there. Uh, the two California touchdowns, one was you got a, a true freshman safety in Cam Williams that, that kind of missed a tackle there on the first one. And the second one, you got a sophomore edge rusher and Joe Tryon that maybe lost contain. You, you're playing young guys, and sometimes they're, they're just going to learn early in the season. They're learning on the job, right? There's no question, and that's painful. But, you know, those guys, you know, they're awesome to coach and be around. I mean, you talk about guys that care and try hard, and sometimes there was a little, like, too much trying hard, you know, rather than I know they can make those plays um, if we just kind of settle down a little bit. And um, and they will as they continue to grow. What's a coaching technique for trying to – get the sweet spot there yeah. i mean you, you could try too hard and and your energy's great but you're out of control mm-hmm. you don't want to be so harnessed that you're not at 100 percent speed mm-hmm. what's the sweet spot? yeah I th- it's not it's it's not any one thing you know it's going to be a combination of really knowing you know knowing your the system inside and out your side of the ball what that looks like what that feels like you've had these reps a million times how your teammates fit off those plays um, being put in a spot where it is some one-on-one. Like, I think that's, you know, the hardest thing in football, like tackling in space when you know it's you and another guy. I mean, that, that that's a bad situation to be put in, and we try not to put our guys in there. But there is going to be a time where that happens, and all big plays are going to run through the secondary. And so you have to be, like, great tacklers. You know, that's that's why Taylor Rapp is playing on Sundays. Mm-hmm. You know, that's because he was such an unbelievable – you know, saved us many, many times with those tough open field tackles. And, ben Burkirvan solo I mean, tackles. And those guys are, you know, we just we were showing some clips of those guys in our team meetings on some special. They're playing on special teams, and there's a reason that they're on those Sundays is because now those are guys that played for a lot of, a lot of snaps for the Huskies. And so these other guys will get there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
the the one thing I know that that has been a frustration against Cal these last couple of years for you guys and Jimmy Lake is, is just the turnovers thing. In their 13 games since the start of 2018, where they didn't play the Huskies, they've had 35 turnovers. And two games against us, they they didn't turn it over. And sure enough, that's the recipe for them to to get these close wins. Uh, is that is that partly just a credit to them? Um, you know, having great ball security is. It, it, I'm sure it's frustrating for you. Um, I don't have the answer on that one. Yeah. Like if you're asking me, I have no idea why. You know that all of a sudden. You know, they tighten it up against us and other teams or other teams are playing them differently. You know, like I said, last year played spectacular defense down there. We just didn't get any turnovers. And, um, you know, this game we played pretty darn good defense, you know, for mm-hmm. some of those plays we alluded to, but no turnovers. And there's nobody that's more frustrating than, than those, you know, those guys on that side of the ball and those coaches because there's one thing where it starts and stops with it's, you know, score or get the ball back you know mm-hmm. on defense and we're trying everything we can do to get that ball back and we haven't got one yet yeah it's crazy too watching back on the tape i mean you see miles bryant flying downhill and lowers his shoulder right into the ball i mean you know like they're they're targeting the ball right there's no question that they're going for the turnovers right sometimes it just doesn't right. out right i mean you can see we you know you're I mean, they're trying to tackle the guy with all they have, but there's also an art to, like, how to tackle and try to put your hand on the ball or your shoulder pad on the ball and come out. And so they're doing those type of things. We just we just haven't knocked it loose yet. Special teams, certainly the area where you won that game that we were talking about. Uh, your, your return game looked improved uh, on, on both punt and kickoff. Yeah, I thought across the board we'd improved. Our coverage units um, – you know, they had a pretty dynamic um, return man in Austin Davis. Took one out. We covered him pretty good. Um, Tim Tim Horn has helped us with his, his leg and yeah. kicking some things deep. So all that was good. And then the, re, you know, return game, um, we got one punt return um, that was pretty good. And, and then Sean McGrew got his hands on one. And so we're making progress there. I mean, we're huge emphasis on that whole thing. But that was a solid performance by, by our special teams. Um, Jake Beeson with his first career punt. <laughs> that yeah. one looked ugly, and then it ends up at the five-yard line right where you want it. What were your thoughts on that? And, some, you know, with those quarterbacks, and Jake Browning got pretty good at that. And a lot of times they will start out ugly um, as long as they spin correctly off the foot. And it came off his foot a little sideways, but I could see right away how it was going to hit the ground for the most part that it was going to roll forward. And so that's all we're trying to do is get that ball to roll. And if we can get it inside the 10, it's just another thing that, you know, uh, a lot of times we'll pin punt. Sometimes we won't. Mm -hmm. We'll just keep that mixed up. We'll have more with Tony and Coach Pete right after this. Coors Light presents a word from Kirk Herbstreet. It's Saturday morning, and that means it's time for college football. It means your fridge is filled with Coors Light. It means last night's pizza is this morning's breakfast. And washing it down with your first Coors Light of the day is worthy of an ah. It's Saturday morning, and it means showers are optional. Make Saturday mornings even more chill with a fridge full of Coors Light. Proud partner of Husky Athletics. 2019 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Make sure to stay updated on all the action. All the time. Jams it home. With content from all seven Pac-12 Network's channels on Pac-12 Now, where you can access live events. Just a moonshot. And original programming on demand with the ability to customize the teams you want to follow and the content you want to see wherever you are and whenever you want it all the teams and all the access all with pac 12 now more from tony and coach pete in a moment but first these messages from your local station at bale breaker brewing we've always been proud supporters of uw athletics since we paid tuition there We're also proud supporters of drinking deliciously freshly brewed local craft beer on game day, which is why we're now pouring our Northwestern brand of family-farmed heavenly hoppiness at every Husky game this year. So come raise a glass to Husky football on game day, or drop by the brewery and raise one with us on all those other days. Bale Breaker Brewing, fresh off the farm. Go dogs! 
Husky fans, show us how you Husky this football season with gear from University Bookstore, the authentic Husky retailer and the only store that supports the UW community. For the best selection of new Adidas, trending styles and accessories, tailgating gear and more, shop online at ubookstore.com, stop into the Av Store on University Way, or visit us on game day at our Rainier Vista pop-up shop near Husky Stadium. University Bookstore, hashtag how I Husky, hashtag be Husky everywhere. Welcome back to the Chris Peterson Show. Along with Coach Pete, here's Tony Castricone. You're taking on a Hawaii team this weekend that uh, has already played a couple Pac-12 opponents and has fared well. They're 2-0. and um, before we get into Hawaii, just I'm just curious. Uh, watching tape on them, has there anything? Uh, has there been anything that stood out to you about Arizona or Oregon State, two teams that you'll play later this year? Um, haven't studied uh-huh. th- those guys. You know, we would look at what they're doing sch- schematics wise. Some certain things jump out, but all the focus and emphasis is on the other side of the ball. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. Re- and we play those guys, you know, Oregon State, quite a every year, and a, a long time from today. Mm-hmm. And then Arizona is a you know a handful of weeks different from us. So sure. we haven't. I I can't really get into those guys and like what they were. Um, it was just kind of all about Hawaii. And the thing yeah. again that does jump out about Hawaii playing those guys, Hawaii has got a good football team. Mm-hmm. That is what jumps out at me. They are awkward as all get out. They are very awkward on offense. This run and shoot is alive and well and back at it. And, you know, we experienced that when I was at Boise playing the run and shoot with June Jones. And Nick Rolovich is a protege of June. He learned it all from him. Mm-hmm. And the one time that we lost a you know, league championship to Hawaii, it was when it was that style of offense and they had it rolling and it's looking like they got it going again. And their defense, they've changed their defense from last year. Um, and it's a different, awkward style that we have not seen, certainly this year. What's awkward about their defense? How they line up, their blitz patterns, uh, their secondary, what they're playing in their secondary. They use three safeties, Hmm. um, so they line them up differently, and the coverage disguise, and um, we don't see a lot of that. What does having a a third safety benefit them? Well, it depends – you know, coverage-wise, you can drop a lot of people into coverage, which they do, and then you're also dropping safeties down that can also come out of the secondary and play like another linebacker. And so you're trying to ID, is, is this a full drop coverage? Is this going to be a disguised drop down? And um, it's just it's just a, a defense that, not that we have never seen it, because we have, we haven't seen a lot of it, certainly this season, or a defense that runs this style in the Pac-12. Um, they've got a couple of names that are just racking up crazy statistics with this run and shoot, starting with quarterback Cole McDonald, uh, you know, fourth in the nation in passing right now. That's that's. I was hoping you were going to start with him because I know some of these receivers have some pretty impressive numbers. He he he's he's doing a nice job i mean he gets this ball out quickly he does a great job with his eyes all these subtle things that a lot of times are not talked about because a lot of times college quarterbacks do not do those two Mm. things and he's coached really well you can tell rollo and company nick rolovich and company do a really good job with him and they look things off and they come back and just the nature of the run and shoot is these are route these routes for the most part are just on the move so they make them right every time they you know they don't have a bunch of um you know like they don't have 75 pass routes in their whole mm-hmm. you know they might have 15 of them that they run and they adjust depending on you know where the where the space is where the green grass is so they're always trying to make them right now you have to be highly coordinated have guys that played in the system a little bit to be right and that's where they're at all these guys played last year and they're they're doing a great job of creating space, and the QB gets it out quickly. He does not hold it, and he moves guys with his eyes. How similar is this to what Washington State does? Yeah, it's um, there's some similarities, but it is different. And similar in terms of there's it's all four wides. Mm-hmm. All these guys are four wides. You don't see a tight end 
come out there, which you don't see that with Washington State as well, mm-hmm. and one running back. So there's there's that. They're going to throw it most of the time. Hawaii has more of a run game than Washington State does. Mm-hmm. They run the ball more than, than Washington State does. Um, so, but there's there's some real similarities. Uh, we've got Hawaii ties. Keith Bonifa uh, played at Hawaii. He knows Rolo pretty well. And Kaika Malloy was on uh, on the same staff as him uh, back in the day when he was a defensive line coach. There. Absolutely. And then Akaika, obviously, you know, growing up over mm-hmm. there and you know recruits knowing, it well. No, no, and all those things. So yeah, there's some um, some strong ties over there, and and certainly, and then we got a bunch of young guys right from Hawaii as well. So. Um, yeah, just a lot of respect, and I mean that sincerely for this um, Hawaii program, what Rolo's done. Um, you know, June June Jones, before he left, really had those guys on the upswing, and they were a tough program to play. And they were always awkward and unique with this run and shoot. You know, you just wouldn't see it. And then you get three days really to prepare for it is what you're looking for. And so June leaves, and they have some other coaches. And, and now he's kind of got it back to the old Hawaii when they were having success. Mm-hmm. They've got the all-time NCAA passing leader, Timmy Chang, touchdown leader, Cole Brennan. It's a it's a heritage thing that they run this run and shoot. And they're good against Pac-12 teams. Their winning percentage is better than 333 all-time. They win more than one in every three against a Pac-12 team all-time. So – that being said, this is a, a a team capable of pulling the upset. What are, what are the key things to watch this weekend? There's no question. I mean, you can talk about all all time all you want. I look at the here and now, and they're two and zero against our league. Right. And you watch them play, you're not going. All oh, this is a fluke. Or, I mean, this is a good football team, and so um, you're going to have to limit explosives. Like this is an extremely explosive offense. They're going to make explosive plays, but we have to be able to limit those a little bit and the other thing that i always say we play a team like this you better stop slash control the run game or it gets miserable Hmm. because they are going to throw it but they have an effective run game that can really they're running the ball for over 100 yards a game which does not sound like much but when you can run the ball for over 100 yards in this style of offense that's like running it for over 200 in a normal style offense for sure yeah because they have very few carries so a lot of yards per touch uh chris thank you very much for the time appreciate it thanks tony You've been listening to The Chris Peterson Show on the Washington Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. The Chris Peterson Show has been sponsored by Star Rentals, preferred supplier to the West's best contractors. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Washington Sports Network.